Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week, we're reading Red Wall by Brian Jacques. This book's like Stuart Little, but instead of racing tiny boats, he's kicking rat ass and collecting scalps. My name's Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hey, Shane Burklow. And this week, we're reading a book called Red Wall by Brian Jacques. Oh, yeah. I, myself, never heard of Red Wall. Shane and Ganesh apparently love it. They're very excited about it. So I'm the odd man out in this episode. Do you know Red Wall? Is this a thing people know? Am I being pranked? No, it's a thing because it's, it's fantasy. It's old medieval stuff. When's it from? But with like critters. When's this book from? I don't know. Ballpark. 80s. 80s 80s vibes. All right. You guys read this as children? As a child's book? Oh, yeah. I was tucked on my sheets. I got the flashlight out. I'm reading this at night. 1986. All right. That's a good time. I mean, prior to me being alive, but. You got to respect your elders. I do. So respect. My my two-year-older elders. Brian Jacques. Love you, Brian. Okay, I don't need to tell you what happens on this podcast because you pay for it, so let's just jump right into the synopsis. Ganesh, let us know what happens in Redwall. The question in this first volume is resoundingly clear. What can the peace-loving mice of Redwall Abbey do to defend themselves against Clooney the Scourge? Are you interested in that? You just rolled your eyes so hard when it said the peace-loving mice. We'll see how it goes. I'm open. I have an open mind. And his battle seasoned army of... I'm on the soundboard tonight. We got a soundboard. We have a new soundboard. First episode we used it in. Can't say the results were great, but we're going to give it another shot here. And now Shane's manning it. I'm manning it. It's just farts all around for Shane. Like what I hear so far. Just (laughs) farts. Just good farts. Hey, this is a tiny little fart noise for tiny little mice. Just imagine I'm telling you little (laughs) miles. Well, we're still workshopping (laughs) it, everybody. We'll see how the soundboard fares. (laughs) Maybe, uh... Maybe we'll pack this one away for winter. (laughs) If only they had the sword of Martin the Warrior, they might have a chance. But the legendary weapon has long been forgotten, except, that is, by the bumbling young apprentice, Matthias, who becomes the unlikeliest of heroes. Teeming with riddles, humor, unforgettable characters, and high-bounding adventure, the original Red Wall, the launching point for a series that has captured the world's attention. Excuse me? There's more? Features oh. seven full-color illustrations by renowned illustrator Troy Howell. That's it. They seven? got Troy in. I get crank out seven in a weekend. Brian, when he signed Troy, he was like, fuck yeah, I got Troy. I got Mr. Howell. Like, Troy, picture this. I got a huge sprawling book for you. I want seven illustrations. You pick the seven best scenes. Full color. Full color. Break out the 64 set of Crayolas, babe. <laughs> babe. <laughs> we got you. Are you on board? <laughs> You're on board for old, what old man Jack old pop has got for you? You're on board? Because we're going to tear this shit up. We're going to revolutionize the children's book industry with these illustrations. 30 years from now, 30 years, three men will be sitting around reading it. Mm -hmm. Everybody before this, the illustrations were black and white, were full color. Yeah, they were doing hard lines Uh while they were coming up with this, and they were like, all right, we're going to do full color. Yeah, we're disruptors is what they said. Well, this sounds like a real uh, romp. Can't wait to dive in. (laughs) 
Are you okay? Words aren't coming out normal. I think I'm having a stroke. We should take a break while I get some medical attention, and we'll come back to the... (laughs) It's uncontrollable. (laughs) My body is surrendering. Waving the white flag. Let's jump into the first page of Redwall. about this red wall Ganesh can you read the first page for us red wall is the name of the community what mm. spoiler uh, book one the wall did you pass the map the map was my favorite <laughs> I haven't seen the map but he just said the wall so there's got to be a wall right it's not just the community all right let me take a look see at this here map make it my I didn't know you're so wall horny let me, let, me these put, days. let me put my cheaters on all right let's see it says right there there's a wall they got the main gate. Hell, there's even a ditch. Oh, don't go in the ditch. You, you don't want to end up in the ditch. That's a general rule. Fantasy or reality, no matter the genre, stay out of the ditch. Well, I'm convinced. Let's hear more about it. Matthias cut a comical little figure as he wobbled his way along the cloisters, with his large sandals flip-flopping and his tail peeping from beneath the baggy folds of an oversized novice's habit. How could you not like that? I'm, I'm into it so far. I like what I hear. What kind of animal is he? A little mouse. Field mouse. He paused to gaze upward uh, at the cloudless blue sky and tripped over the enormous sandals. Whoops. Hazelnuts scattered out upon the grass from the rush basket he was carrying. Unable to stop, he went tumbling cowl over tail. Oh, jeez. Where's my bushel of hazelnuts? The young mouse squeaked in dismay. He rubbed tenderly at his damp snub nose while slowly taking stock of where he landed. Directly at the feet of Abbot Mortimer. Immediately, Matthias scrambled about on all floors. Hastily trying to stuff nuts back into his basket. Tell me about it. <laughs> as, as he muttered clumsy apologies, avoiding the stern gaze of his elder. Seems my nuts have popped out me basket again. Oh, that's a... <laughs> Hell yeah, finally. We got a professional on the, I got you. on the buttons. I'm judge, jury, and executioner. Put me to death, sir. Hey, sorry, Father Abbott. I tripped, you see. Trolled on my abbot, Father Abbott. Oh, dear. I mean, the Father Abbott blinked solemnly over the top of his glasses. Matthias again. What a young buffoon of a mouse. Only the other day he had singed old brother Mabdulis's whiskers while lighting candles. Oh, dear. They got thumbs. They can do it all. Like yeah, it. mice have thumbs. They do? Yeah. Mice have thumbs? Yeah. What are they? Creepy little things. I don't know about all that. Are they hitchhike? The elder's stern expression softened. He watched the little novice rolling about on the grass, grappling with large armfuls of smooth hazelnuts, which constantly seemed to escape his grasp. He's got like the Benny Hill song back here. This guy's juggling hazelnuts <laughs> like some sort of dipshit. These guys are lugging too big of nuts. This guy, yeah, this is a heavy nut Go hauling. Go back to seeds. This folks. is a business. This ain't a hobby. He's, this is intent to sell. Shaking his old gray head yet trying to hide a smile, Abbott Mortimer bent and helped to gather up the fallen nuts. Oh, Matthias, Matthias, my son, he said warily. When will you learn to take life a little slower to walk with dignity and humility? How can you ever hope to be accepted as a mouse of Redwall when you are always dashing about, grinning from whisker to tail like a mad rabbit? I'm all hopped up on hazelnuts. It's good stuff. Mm. Gets you going. Once you pop, the fun don't stop. You know, that is a flavor I truly dislike. Hazelnut? Mm-hmm. I'm okay with you that. You don't like Nutella, dude? 
Mm, not you know, really. I don't, I don't really like Nutella either. Wow. This is officially an anti-Nutella podcast by no. decree of the democracy. Oh, no, no, no. That's right. The People's Republic of Amazon Book Club speaks. Nutella stinks. Put it in the garbage. Bad. Matthias tossed the last of the hazelnuts into the basket and stood awkwardly shuffling his large sandals in the grass. How could he say aloud what was in his heart? Doesn't seem like he's using these sandals properly. Maybe they, should, maybe they should get a different kind of footwear. They're mice. They might have been um, they hand, hand me downs. Ah, uh, okay. From a larger mouse. Mm-hmm. Maybe Daddy Matthias. Is that his name? The abbot put his paw around the young mouse's shoulder, sensing his secret yearnings, for he had ruled Redwall wisely over a great number of years and gained much experience of mouse life. He smiled down at his young charge and spoke kindly to him. Come with me, Matthias. It is time we talked together. A curious thrush perching in a gnarled pear tree watched the two figures make their way at a sedate pace in the direction of Great Hall, one clad in a dark greeny brown of the order, the other garbed in the lighter green of a novice. They conversed earnestly in low tones, thinking what a clever bird he was. The thrush swooped down on the basket that had been left behind. Twisters! The basket contained only hard nuts. Ah, damn it. Lock, fuck my luck. Locked tight within their shells, feigning lack of interest, lest any other birds had been witness to his silly mistake, began whistling jauntily a few bars of his melodious summer song, strolling nonchalantly over the cloister walls in search of snails. What's the first summer song you think of? Mm. I think of that Sean Kingston hit. Oh, yeah? Which one? You know. Your way to beautiful girl. You think that's what they're whistling? Yeah. I think it's Fong song. Can you whistle that? Yeah. You want me to do it? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. <laughs> I keep going. That's really good. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to be that good at no, it? No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> did not. I just nailed the thong song via whistle. Beautiful. That was really great, Austin. I'm so proud of you. you. Wow, finally. A little recognition. It was just very good. Well, clap hands for you. Glad you liked it. It was cool inside Great Hall. Sunlight flooded down in slanting rainbow-hued shafts. From the high, narrow, stained glass windows, million-colored dust motes danced and swirled as the two mice trod the ancient stone floor. Damn. Who built this? <laughs> Humans. The father abbot halted in front of the wall on which hung a long tapestry. This was... Then the mouse rose up. The pride and Killed joy. its masters. The pride and joy of Redwall. The oldest part had been woven by the founders of the abbey, but each successive generation had added to it. Thus, the tapestry was not only a priceless treasure, it was also a magnificent chronicle of the early Redwall history. All right, cool. The abbot studied the wonderment in Matthias's eyes as he asked him a question, the answer to which the wise mouse already knew. What are you looking at, my son? Matthias pointed to the figure woven in the, into the tapestry. Who dat? She hot. It was a heroic-looking mouse with a fearless smile on his handsome face. He hot. Clad in armor, he leaned casually on an impressive sword, while behind him, foxes, wildcats, and vermin fled in terror. The young mouse gazed in admiration. Oh, Father Abbot, he sighed. If only I could be like Martin the Warrior. He was the bravest, most courageous mouse that ever lived. Picture Aragorn. Okay. But Picture... His name's, but his name's Martin. 
Wolverine. He's a, he's a mouse. Uh, <laughs> Where <Gordon> and Wolverine? <laughs> yeah, similar vibes, I suppose. <laughs> you know, they'll get you. This is big hairy man that you respect. Yeah. The abbot sat down solely on the cool stone floor, resting his back against the wall. Listen to what I say, Matthias. You have been like a son to me ever since you first came to our gates as an orphaned woodland mouse begging to be taken in. Pathetic. Come, sit you, by me. You wouldn't be doing that. Mm-mm, no, no, me. no. I'd be scrapping in the woods. You'd say, I'm better than you guys. Yeah. And they're like, please, we want to hang out. A man makes his own luck. Come sit by me and I will try to explain to you what our order is all about. We are mice of peace. Oh, I know that Martin was a warrior mouse. But those were wild days when strength was needed. The strength of a champion such as Martin. He arrived here in the deep winter when the founders were under attack. By who? Cats? From many foxes, vermin, and a... Yes, a great wildcat. <laughs> Does he really say that? It's kitty cats. Uh-oh, kitty cats. Meow, meow. Wish we had some meow meows on the uh, <laughs> on the old soundboard. Me too. All we got are... Uh, the closest thing to a meow meow might be this. Oh, um, Jesus. So fierce a fighter was Martin that he faced the enemy single pawed. Update available. <laughs> Didn't you know it? Single pawed, driving them mercilessly far from Moss Flower. During the rout, Martin fought with a great battle against overwhelming odds. He emerged victorious after slaying the wild cat with his ancient sword. Damn, this cat didn't see it coming. Which became famous throughout the land. But in the last bloody combat, Martin was seriously wounded. He lay injured in the snow till the mice found him. They brought him back to the abbey and cared for his hurts until he regained his strength. Just Let's stop there. Let's picture teeny tiny medical equipment. Aww, little ER. Aww, little teeny tiny blood transfusion. Aww, little teeny tiny those like zappers yeah, that they zap, rub together. Zip zap. Stay with us, Martin. You know. Don't you go dying on me, Marty. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the twenty-five percent mark of Redwall. The 25% mark of Redwall. Ganesh, give it a go. It was difficult to tell who was the more surprised, Matthias and his party, or the rat sentries. M- Uh-oh. Are the mice and rats enemies? Oh, yeah. Seems like they should be allies. No, no. All right. Can't trust a rat. Can't trust a They mouse. don't follow the rules of mouse society. You can't always trust your ally. Sometimes it's for the greater good. Cats, they can't tell the difference. Cats are there for one thing, bud. Yeah. Scarfing these guys down. Yeah, all of them. That's why you got to band together. There was a second's pause. Then they scattered. One or two of the rats were a bit slow off the mark, but not as slow as Colin Vole and his mother. <laughs> oh, dear. Miss Vole? Who were roughly grabbed by the faster sentries. Matthias dodged, wriggled, and ran free, tripping a rat who was about to seize Mr. Vole. The young mouse ran, pushing the vole in front of him and calling, Run, keep going, Mr. Vole. So the, the mice and the voles are teaming up. Is a yeah. vole a mouse? A vole. A vole's a whole other thing. Is a whole other thing. But I think it's closer in size to a mouse than a rat. Right. I mean, but genetics, rats and mice are like same thing. No? Rats are uh, way bigger. I mean, but. Tougher. Sturdier. Gross. Crustier. I'm not a biologist. What do I know? You never see a mouse carrying a slice of pizza down some steps. Sure you do. No, man. You ever been to Times Square? Mickey Mouse everywhere. Big bites. Pepperoni. 
Oh, you got me there. Shane looks upset. What are you going to do? Fart on me again? Oh, God. No. Jesus Christ. Keep going. Oh, no. Ah, that's what you're putting out here. <laughs> this is you. I feel ashamed. Wow. Instantly rejected by my peers. I just gunked you. You gunked. You slimed me. Try to make it to the woods and hide. Shane's gunk. The vole faltered. But my wife, Colin. The rats have got them. Oh, no. Do you relate to this more as a husband now? You feel for the vole? Dude, I do. Jeez. I wouldn't want to leave my wife behind with some rats. I don't blame you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a noise. You're a sweet husband. Wow. <laughs> Way to go, little husband. Little hub, little hubby, little husb. Oh, have you guys? Did, has she called you hubby yet? This no. is my hubby. You call her white. You call her wife. Would, dude. You call her my wifey. How dare you? I'm just asking. How dare you? How dare you even ask or think it? Hey, hubby. When you go to restaurants, do you say, "Oh, one moment while my wife decides." One moment while. Wow, really putting your wife on the spot. One moment while my wife <laughs> returns from the bathroom, yeah, please. Sorry, my wife's. I'm here the, with my wife. My wife's on the can, and we need a minute. <laughs> Hold on, let me go. I'm gonna go get my wife out of the shitter. We can order. See, I'm a, I'm just a, I'm a mere, I'm a mere husband. Hey, we're newlyweds, all right. I'm new to the rules. My wife's, uh, she's, she's taking a dump. Let me go grab her. Hey, wife, wrap it up in there. No need to wipe. <laughs> you about done? <laughs> no, I'm just getting started. <laughs> My wife had an allergic reaction to the shellfish. Matthias pushed him roughly forward. Shane eyeing the soundboard, looking for ways to punish me. I'm like, hmm, he's done bad. And I have limited options here. There's no, not enough punishment sounds. There's no booing. I need to be. I forgot to put the boo on it. I'm sorry. This one's called gunclick.mp3. I, Just yeah. imagine a huge boom and that um, would be for you. Imagine what kind of psychopath puts the gun <laughs> click, but not the firing of the gun on the soundboard. <laughs> what <is it>? Nothing <laughs> like the most blue balls sound effect ever. Oh, I'm going to get you, you guys. Oh, Ooh, there it is. Showing restraint by not pulling the trigger. You're just threatening. Yeah. Just, I hear you. You're locked and loaded. I, I understand. I'm trained on you. Uh-huh. The sights are on. <laughs> I see the red dot on my chest. They'll get you too if you don't hurry. Move yourself, Vole. You'll be no good to your family as a prisoner again. Take Matthias's advice. Abram Vole ran as fast as his legs would carry him. Matthias turned and picked up a heavy branch. He faced the oncoming rats. Only a dozen of you. Let's see what you rats are made of. First come, first served. Matthias swung the branch and whooshed through the air, causing the rats to stop in their tracks. Ooh. As he advanced on them, flailing the branch, he shouted at the top of his voice, Basil! Basil Stag Hair, where are you? Mm, the old rebel yell. The rats tried to circle Matthias. One got too near. A hefty blow from the improvised <laughs> staff sent him crashing to the ground. Damn, he ain't fucking around. He's smacking these suckers around. Yeah. Oh, well hit, sir. Jolly well hit. It was the hare. He came bounding up for all the world as if he were on a Sunday school picnic grinning from ear to ear. Damn, the hare. He's having a ball. I bet he's much bigger than the rest of these guys. Yeah. Probably. Totally. He's chaos. Mm-hmm. Colin and Mrs. Vole came panting in his wake. Matthias gasped with relief. Basil, where in heaven's name did you get to? The skillful creature dodged a rat, spun around, and landed a fierce double-footed kick to his stomach. Shit. Oh, bam. Yeah, fucking Mortal Kombat shit over here. Three hits. Two feet. 
One you hitting the ground. No, no, no. <laughs> the rat. <laughs> Not much of a talker, this guy. The rat bowled over, completely winded, and the f- all the fight knocked out of its body. Basil chuckled. Oh, sorry about that, Matthias. Oh, my old dad. Well, when these chaps gave up chasing me, I scooted back to my den. Spring cleaning, you know. It's a bit late, but I'm only a bachelor in single quarters. Uh, Unapologetic yawn. Just yawned loudly. I apologize. What do I get now? Huh? You get a swish. (laughs) Wake up. Get your head in the game. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Nice swish. I I I nothing but netted that yawn. It's perfect execution. Matthias was flabbergasted. Here he was fighting off a dozen rats, trying to rescue the Vole family while Basil was dusting out his den. The young mouse could scarcely hold his temper. Oh, how nice of you, Mr. Hare. So glad you could join us, he said sarcastically as they beat off rats. Excuse me? <laughs> that, woke, that woke me up. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> caramba, that's a life sentence. As they beat off rats and... Oh. Uh, one more time. And hurried the voles along. Yeah, held in contempt for that one. Ow. Oh, I don't suppose you put the kettle on for tea. Basil bowed to Mrs. Vole and offered her his paw. Oh, allow me, ma'am. Why, yes, as a matter of fact, I did. Nothing like a fresh pot of mint tea after some good healthy exercise. Mm, it's Bigelow. Matthias struck a rat square in the face with the butt of his branch. Damn, Matthias out here still whooping ass with his branch. The hair was obviously insane. Mint tea indeed. Well, he's loaded up on greenies. I can't get a handle on what's going on here in the scene. The, the oh. hair and Matthias mm-hmm. are kicking it rat ass. And but but and so the hair is just kind of like trash talking playfully. Like, yeah. you want some tea with that mm-hmm. sick burn I just laid you with? Well, I don't suppose you think I'll be <laughs> sitting in your den drinking tea all afternoon. Darn right. Basil had a hammer lock on a rat. He swung him and knocked two more flat on the ground. He winked at Matthias. Damn. Oh, I certainly hope not, old bean. You see, it be perishing awkward, as I've only got a four-piece tea set, and I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, the small gent who took off for the woods like a scalded duck is, this is a- obviously the husband of this delightful lady voles. I'll have to invite him too, won't I? These two are just kicking mad ass out here. Is this yeah. an adaptation of Rush Hour? Dude, is Jackie Chan <laughs> and Chris Tucker out there kicking some fucking ass? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe switch it up. Could be Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan, little ta- uh, uh, Shanghai, Shanghai, Shanghai Noon. Yeah, I could see it. Or Nights. Which one came first? Noon. Rush Hour. Oh. Well, are they time travelers? No. They're men of that era. How did they? Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch those. It's a good movie. That's worth watching. Shanghai Noon's good. Worth your time. So they're cowboys? Well, Owen Wilson's a cowboy, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe Jackie Chan is like a. Jackie Chan comes chi- from China. Like a Chinese guy. To, uh, to I believe, <laughs> like save a princess, perhaps. Yeah, I recall he has like a long braid, and then mm-hmm. it's cut off as kind of like a punishment, and then he's like a man freed. No, he's really upset that it gets cut off. I don't mean freed in a good way. I mean like he's he loses. He's like I'm gonna start kicking ass. Oh, that's when he like loses his his mind. And then Owen Wilson, they team up. They have some fun adventures. They take a bath together. (laughs) That's that actually does happen. Yeah, it sounds um, pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then how do they find themselves Mm -hmm. as knights? When we end up in old foggy London town, swinging around on uh, Big Ben. Oh, okay. With Lucy Liu. Only scene I remember of that Oh, movie. Lucy Liu? Yeah. She's in oh, Shanghai she's, Nights. She's yes. just great. Lucy Liu was in every movie in the year 2002. 
It's true. She That's was. a fact. Charlie's Angel. Mm-hmm. X versus Sever. That's right. Remember that one? Yeah. Wish so I that's that. a crazy movie because that was based off of a a video game, a yeah. Game Boy Advance game that hadn't come out yet. That's right. And they thought it was going to be like the biggest, coolest thing. Uh, yeah. And so they made a movie yep. with her and is it Jet Li? No, Antonio Banderas. Antonio I begged my mom to get it from Blockbuster and she did. And we watched it together. How was it? Oh, it was so bad that I watched it a second time. <laughs> that sounds like something you'd like. That's a sleepover movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a fall asleep halfway through movie. That's a movie that comes on late on like one of those movie channels. And oh, they don't even want it. And those plots are just like henchmen. It's just henchmen fighting. Yeah, that's all you need. Henchmen are the greatest plot device. Is a old trick of the trade. That's what I heard. What's going on here? Is this book over? Uh, let's stop there. Alrighty. They're uh, kicking patootie. Yeah. Fucking. Collecting. Rocking shit. That's right. The bone collectors uh, <laughs> come for his due. Yeah. Well, He's shit. He's working the bone saw out there. That little twig. <laughs> we, we're, we just missed the scene where he fired up the bone saw. <laughs> They're really taking it to the rats. Cutting heads off. Gotta make an example. I'll mount you above my fireplace. Okay. Let's jump ahead now to the 50%. Is that right? 50% mark of uh, Redwall. friend was it Matthias is that right Matthias Matthias. apologies and his good friend the hare are faring here in uh, Redwall Clooney might be making promotions Mm. Clooney's the bad guy or a call from the synopsis is he a rat probably a real big sucker probably you read this book yeah a long time ago you know what else I did since then huh Everything else. Okay, well, fair. There were now three red officers on the list of the dead. First, it had been Skullface, killed beneath the wheels of the cart. Damn. Next to go was Rhaegar. Oh, he's gone. Damn. There was talk of a serpent. He was never seen again. Super dead. Mm-hmm. Now, Red Tooth, Clooney's first officer, was missing, presumed dead. Sounds like Mateus has got a hit list. <laughs> this guy's racking up kills. He's got pelts, ears on a necklace. They're bigger than him. Most of Clooney's army had an eye to promotion. Not only for prestige, there were extra shares of loot to be considered. Mm, Love a good loot. Kilconey, the ferret, extolled the virtues of his weasel friend, Scrag, who had met his death at the foot of the big elm tree. Hey, let me tell you, buckos, Scrag. Now there was a weasel with a head on his shoulders. Officer material he was, definitely. Lost that head off his shoulders when Matthias broke out the bone saw. (laughs) Where's the bone saw sound effect, Ganesh? You weren't prepared. You gotta have the bone saw on the soundboard. Do you know I still can't figure out how a smart boyo like that could let himself be killed finna fall from some old tree? Great voice acting. 
Gotta yeah, say you, you're working in like some little pirate affectation. Yeah, I dig it. Oh, you got it going on, my guy. Three cheers for you. I you think I hear. You are just killing it. I hear no video. comes in hot louder than ever that's a big one oh. oh that's long and this is the little part where ganesh does a ditty get up there get those tap dancing shoes you. on yeah. thank you much Folks, appreciated do you hear him so loud on the waveform <laughs> that was a and there bomb he goes. he's gonna tap his way out now back to the book well done Hurts the ears, but it warms the soul. My ears are bleeding out of respect for you. Cheese thief sneered. Whoa, clumsiness, I'd say. I was there and I saw it all. Besides, Clooney wouldn't have a weasel officer ordering rats about. Jeez, it's like the applause brings you to the even for like the highest level. Yeah, he's he's finally gaining some confidence and it's bringing out the best in him. I think we just need to applause you. It's because like 20 people listen to this. So it's, you know, I feel like I can take some chances. Mm-hmm. That's true. Now you're, 20 people, you're underselling it. Or we have there's a huge black market out on the pirate sites. Uh, thousands right. and thousands of cedars and leechers. Yeah, people are torrenting this. Yeah, They're hosting. They can't get enough of it. And frankly, you know what I say? Good. Let them seed and let them leech. I don't care. Yeah. Have fun, kids. Take what you want. Die and why not? Challenge the ferret. I'll wager the chief would promote any creature that showed good sense in a fight and spirit. Will you look at me now? I'm a fine figure of a ferret. Why, if I was the chief, I'd make me a captain just like that. The ferret snapped his claws. Cheese Thief spat on the ground in contempt of Kilconey, knowing there was not much of a chance of promotion for himself. He was only rated as a minor sort of officer. A lot of bureaucracy in the uh, rat stronghold. What I'm realizing is there's bureaucracy in just about every single book we read, for the Uh, most part. That's why we got to read Everybody Poops. It's just plain old human nature, baby. No red tape. (laughs) Yeah. You, you ever read that book? What's the point of that book? To let kids know that you poop? I poop? To not be ashamed of their shits. Who's ashamed? No human being is naturally ashamed of their shit. I'm sure some of them Baby's are. shit without a, 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 a second thought. But then mm-hmm. when kids are trying to get potty trained, Austin. Yeah. They ingrain the shame in you. They have like, trouble. it's bad for you to shit in your pants. It's like, right. why? That's why that book exists. To say it's okay, man. To poop? Just go sure, to the bathroom. Sure, everybody does it. Just go to the bathroom. Just go. All right, I'll be right back. That's what the <laughs> that's what the book's about. It's for kids. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not, not for, you. for you. If you like it, you better you better get that out of your system right now. <laughs> it's not for you. All right, fine. I get it. I'll do some cleaning. If it came to a decision, Dark Claw was the natural choice. Fangburn had fallen from favor since the incident with Sella and Redtooth. Nevertheless, the weasels and their brethren, the stoats and ferrets, argued their case hotly. Why shouldn't others be promoted? What was so superior about rats? Mange fur, scum nose, and frog blood considered rats to be the elite of Clooney's horde. I would consider ferrets above rats if I was forming an army of them. Yeah, it's just rats, but longer. Yeah, bigger rats. More right? poops. They're too noodly. <laughs> too noodly? That's a that's a plus. Yeah, and in yeah. war, in battle, that's good. You can slip and slide through uh, obstacles. Also, rats are big, got, bulky uh, sons mm-hmm. of guns. Right. Rats are the bruisers. They're bruisers, but they're dumb. And also, they're small. Ferrets are big. Rats are big. Ferrets are bigger. Oh, rats they're just longer. Hey, longer is bigger. Take it from me. One time, me and my wife were in Tompkins Square Park. Was this after your marriage? No, we well, were this actually... Was, this was uh, your girlfriend, then. Correct. But now she's my wife. Sure. So I can say, 
My wife and I were in Tompkins Square Park. Things are different. And we were uh, walking through the park, a nice leisurely stroll. Okay. And she goes, whoa, look at that squirrel without a tail on that tree. Oh, dear. And it was a big fucking rat oh. <laughs> just chilling on a tree. Yeah, the rats run that park. Did you catch it? You toss a rock at it? You ever go there at night? Nah, dude. You can just hear the rats running around in the bushes. You go there at night and the rats are all hanging out in big groups. Smoking, sm- smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Wearing leather jackets. Revving their hogs. Drinking their flasks. Yeah. It's a rough scene. They keep their cigarettes rolled up in their t-shirt. Mm-hmm. See some with a belt wrapped around the old arm. Little chance there was <laughs> of anything democratic being allowed by Clooney the Scourge who lay on the bed with his eye closed, ignoring the whispered bickering and backbiting around him. Get that eye. Not eyes. Eye. One, it's got one freaking eye. eye. He would promote only when he was good and ready. Meanwhile, just let any of his whore dare try to press the issue. Oh, yeah. This guy knows how to keep his men in line. Sella and Tough her, love. Sella and her son skulked in the corner. They felt trapped. Nobody had spoken to them since the demise of Redtooth. It was as if they were being blamed. Suddenly, Clooney called over to Sella. Hey, Fox. Take that brat of yours outside for a bit. Get some fresh air and remember... There's a fox here? No wandering off. Is that what you just said? Send Darkclaw in here to me and that Gabby ferret. What's his name? Gilcony. Can you just listen to me answer my questions? Mm-hmm. Is there a fox? Mm-hmm. Yep. With the bad... Foxes are good boys. This Mischievous. fox is running with the bad... The bad boys? The rats? Someone the, needs the to bring order. Break up this crime syndicate that they have. This really rocks my world and shakes up everything I ever thought about foxes. They're definitely on the side of justice and, and uh, equality. Right? Yeah, dude, the fox and the hound, man. That that fox is that's definitely a, on the right side. Bullshit. I saw a really sad scene one time, and, and it had a fox involved. You want to expand on that? Sure. I think I've talked about it on here. Have I? I don't Go know. on. I don't think I've heard any fox I don't stories. know. Anyway, there was like a, that park where we used to live in Richmond had like a zoo-ish type thing. Mm. And there's like a little fox area. Mm, it's, like yeah. a, it's a pretty big area and it's nice. And there's a little fox in there. Yeah. And it was just staring out of its pen. Mm. And we were like, I wonder what it's looking at. And then we saw there's a fox on the outside that maybe had escaped. And it was looking at it through the fence and they were like talking to each other. Damn. You know, foxes like pick their mates forever. Mm, so do you think that's his girlfriend? I think he's, yeah, trying to bust him out. Damn. That actually sounds like maybe a hopeful story. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Maybe he got out. I hope so. Makes you think about finishing this book. <laughs> <laughs> the foxes hastened to do what they, as they were told, glad to be out of the oppressive atmosphere of the sick room. Dark Claw and the ferret came marching in, not knowing whether to be confident or apprehensive. You never knew with Clooney. They both saluted. Chief Clooney got out of bed. He paced back and forth, testing his legs. Each day they were a bit stronger. He walked past the pair and spoke without turning to face them. Who knows anything about tunneling? Kilcony stepped smartly forward. I know everything about tunneling. Let's stop there. Oh, okay. Well, terrific. Sounds like things are kind of going awry in the rat camp. This Motley crew is up to no good. Plus they have a fox in there. I don't know about all this. And a mole. Ooh, well, that makes sense. Let's jump ahead now to uh, 75? Mm -hmm. 75% mark. Of Redwall. Do you think it's going to go down in I this next so. I hope so. I want to see some straight up graphic violence. I want to see some hyper violence. I want to see rat eyes getting gouged out. Mm-hmm. Rat entrails being ripped mm-hmm. from the stomachs. I want to see rats screaming, begging for mercy from Matthias. 
and his staff. You're all about that BS, baby. That bone saw. That's right. I want Matthias to crack out the bone saw. Start uh, racking up fingers. <laughs> let's, let's jump ahead. Ganesh, press stop. Now. percent of <laughs> Redwall. <laughs> the invasion of Redwall continued throughout the night, the whole scene illuminated by a bright summer moon. Okay, well, here we go. Action. Action. Neither side gave the other any quarter. When the main action went into a lull, sporadic sniping would break out. Damn, we got fucking rifles. Bow, lance, sling, and spear all coming into play with deadly effect. The OG rifles. Hell yeah. The bow. One thing that remained constant throughout the battle was the sound of the battering ram pounding away remorselessly remorselessly at the Abbey Gatehouse. (laughs) Remorsefully. I'm real sorry about this. (laughs) Sorry, it's business. (laughs) What do you want me to do? I'm a battering ram. Nothing personal. Uh -uh. Just trying to get that loot. Let's get a drink after this. Come on. Clooney made it his duty to assess personally the progress of the tunnel workings. He was scathingly critical of the small hole that had been gouged into the side of the ditch, roundly cursing any creature who dared to complain of difficult obstacles. Can't get past the rocks and tree roots, my eye, he snarled. Idle, stupid laziness, that's what's holding up the progress of this tunnel. I'll be around first thing tomorrow to see how much farther you lot have dug, and if it's not to my liking, I'll cave it in and bury the whole shirking crowd of you. Sound like somebody lied about their... Tunnel qualifications. Yeah, I can totally do it. No, I tunneled a million times, man. <laughs> I, I can do it. Just give me a couple days. Ten million dollars. <laughs> hey, it's a union job. However, the battering ram pleased Clooney much more. He knew it was worrying the Abbey defenders. Now this... This is a ram. The rat crews that man the heavy object were This changed. thing got a hemi. Every hour. Vroom, vroom. By Cheese Thief, who stayed with the ram the whole time, encouraging the carriers on to greater efforts. Keep on ramming, baby. Clooney had gained a new respect for Cheese Thief. Mentally, he had already promoted him to second in command. Sensing this had made Cheese Thief redouble his efforts. Let's put that on paper, bud. <laughs> My mental promotion has encouraged him to work harder. He needs to see that money. Come on, yeah. He worked the rat crews like a slave driver. Oh, don't no, like that. He's harsh. No rodent. Cheesehead stinks. No rodent dared complain about one whom the chief held in such high regard. Constance stood at the wall with her captains. The badger's brow was furrowed with anxiety. Basil Stag Hare, the most seasoned campaigner among them, was the only one who apparently took it all quite lightly. Yeah, because he can kick their butts once they get in there. Where's Matthias? All right, I want him to come oh. out here and start whipping chains around. Upon <laughs> my word, he chuckled. The way those blighters down there are carrying on with the jolly old ram, they won't need to tunnel in soon. I'll give it a half a day at most, then we'll have rats piling in over the shoring. Ambrose Spike positively bristled at the nonchalant hair. Well, I must say that is a comforting thing to know. <laughs> Who's this debutante? The Southern Belle. It's Ambrose Spike. <laughs> oh, actually, um, a great voice for Ambrose. Okay, I don't know how all my screen names as a kid weren't Ambrose Spike. Well, that's hey, there's still time. 
All right, got to log back on. Any more little jams of information to cheer us up? Basil strode off in high dudgeon, re-emphasizing his previously forgotten limp. Oh, dearie me, old lad, no need to be so touchy. Merely making a military observation, you know. Constance called the two old friends together. Look, it's no use quarreling amongst ourselves. We should be thinking of a solution. Come on, you two, stop sulking and be pals again. Smiling sheepishly, Basil and Ambrose shook paws. Winifred the otter pounded the stones on the parapet in frustration. Jeez. Classic otter move. You otter, calm down. Uh, Come on. Sir. I say. <sighs> there's God. No. Okay. <laughs> He threw Ganesh off his game. Sorry. Gotta squanch you. I'm trying to get in the zone, man. You're doing great. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you really earned that one. Like I said, you're doing great. I say, there's got to be. Nope. Yeah, you got me all fucked up, dude. I apologize. He's flustered. I say, there's got to be a way to stop that. Nope. Here, we'll just go back. I say there's got to be a way to stop that confounded ram. We've lost far too many defenders. They get picked off every time they stand up to retaliate. It's got to be a very simple solution, a small obvious thing that we've all missed. Jess Squirrel, aided by Silent Sam, maneuvered the barrel up onto the ramparts. She patted it. Something simple like this. <laughs> what? What's happening? she mooning them? <laughs> oh, that away, madam. The captains gathered around the barrel examining it. The top had been covered with over with gauze. A strange noise issued from within. Oh, that is certainly strange. <laughs> Whoa. What could that be? It's Matthias. Well, well. I can smell him coming. Well, Jess. <laughs> Sorry. Don't keep us in suspense. What's in the barrel? The badger growled. Shall we tell them, Sam? Yeah, grinned Jess. Silent Sam gave a broad wink and tapped a well-sucked paw against his nose. Keep that away. Silent Sam sucks paw, okay? <laughs> Doesn't talk. He's sucking. <laughs> I ain't got time to talk. He and his mother were enjoying My this. mouth's occupied. What we have here, my good comrades in arms, is stage one of our anti-battering ram scheme, thanks to my small offspring here, who found the hornet's nest. Ooh. Shit. We're, at, we're teaming up with the hornets. Chemical warfare. And Muggsy Bogues is out here. <laughs> Uh-oh, he's about to dunk on these fools. Yeah, what are you... Refused to speak until the, the sound effect. You just did a basketball shot, and I was like, "That's a cool move." And then I was just looking <laughs> oh, at is that you. What he did? Yeah, and I he was did like, a fadeaway. Yeah, and he, I was like, "Oh, he wants me to push the button." He fell out of my sight. So here, I, and then I just pushed the button. It was a deep three, and he nailed it. Yeah, you shot that from the other end of the court. <laughs> yeah, damn. Good for you, Ganesh. I can shoot the three, dude. I can shoot some free throws. I can shoot corner threes. Okay. Modesty. Post moves. I've seen you. You're good for a layup. Yeah, you're a layup kind of guy. Can't run the floater, though. Who can? I'm more of a, I finish at the rim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I got a good jump shot, too. I can hit the three. I'm the assistant coach. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Gage. Basil clapped the two squirrels soundly upon their backs. Of course, that's the ticket. A horn's nest in a barrel. Just chuck it down the old beastly enemy. What? 
Jess and Sam smiled with wicked delight. Ha ha, but that's only the first stage. Here's the second. She and Sam ducked out of sight. We have this gun. (laughs) (laughs) Once the hornets have them distracted, we pull out the shotgun. A moment later, they were back with two buckets. Two pails of good, fine, slick vegetable oil. Oh, so they're going to splash these guys. Splash, splash. You know, they could take a little number from our guy. Oh, 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 daddy. You can't put vegetable oil in the hose, all right? That's how you gum up your hoses, dude. Yeah, these hoses are graded out for water only. You know, to disagree, let me pull from history. Okay. In times of war, you'll do whatever. Like how the Allies invaded the beaches of Normandy. Uh Uh-huh. This is you pulling from history? thought you had some grand comparison to make. No, you could use your host to squirt oil out once. If you meant win in the war. Put yourself in sentence jail for that one. Whatever. <laughs> Jesus. I really should have put some booze on that thing, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm dying for a boo. You're doing boo yourself? Yeah, I want to boo myself, but Don't I worry, can't. I can fix it in post. But right. I can't. That's all I can do. <laughs> all I can do is squeeze it. No, there's couple. people booing right now. Don't, Don't worry about it. Don't boo. Yeah. Don't boo. What's this one do? What wouldn't you use that sound for? (laughs) Good thing that made the cut. (laughs) That's one we're always going back to. The minute they drop the battering ram, we'll tip this down all over it. Let's see them try to break a door with it then. Jess and Sam were congratulated heartily by all. Smiles appeared on faces that had been gloomy shortly before. Sam bowed graciously each time he was thanked. Nobody was refusing him permission to be up on the wall now. You'd get up on that wall. Down below, the scrabbling of rats' feet and the monotonous thud of the ram continued. Winifred and Constance lifted the barrel on the parapet edge. They angled and tipped it until a fine, delicate balance had been achieved. The badger peeped over at the activity below, waiting for the best moment. She beckoned Silent Sam to her. The time was exactly right. Silent Sam's sucking paw. Let's stop there. Ooh. They're gonna drench him. They're gonna sting him. They're gonna kiss him. Oh, no. Where's the kiss sounds? Come on. Now, that's a go-to. We get little ding-dongs that I've never heard before in my life, but there's no kissies. That's what I want. You gotta do yourself. DIY. All right. Let's jump ahead to the last page of Redwall. Puppy on home. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, let's bring this puppy on home. We're jumping into the last page of Red Wall. Oh yeah, let's I just hope. bring this puppy on home. I want Mateus to have a sack full of heads. Oh, he's collecting. And I want blood smeared on his face like a warrior. Abbott Mortimer closed his eyes for a moment before carrying on with his final instructions. Oh, what a great pity that it took so much bloodshed to unite us all. You put these rat heads on pikes around the city and these suckers will never come back. Henceforth, the sparrows may come and go as they wish. They must share our food and use our abbey. Not only the roof, but all of it. These good gorilla shrews. Also, no longer will they be as gypsies roaming the woods. Damn, they even hate on gypsies in this mythical world as well. They will have a proper home here at Redwall as long as they wish. And now, Matthias, my son, 
I must tell you my decision regarding you. It is my wish that you do not enter our, our order as a brother. Too much blood on your hands, Matt. A gasp of surprise arose from all those within hearing range. Matthias bowed his head. He was stunned by Father Abbott's words. That hurts a lot. Um, This I is gave, very public. I gave a lot of myself to this organization, and I feel like I deserve better than this. He was stunned by his Father Abbott's words. The abbot continued, Oh, no, my son, your heart is far too brave. This abbey needs you, but not as a brother. Therefore, you're I, our new dad. <laughs> I name Hugh Matthias, the warrior mouse of Redwall. Oh, Damn! Fuck! Now that's the big job. Now get to killing. The champion of our order. From this day, you will defend this abbey and all of its creatures from evil and wrong. Your sword shall be known far and wide as Rat Death. Fuck yeah, that's sick as that's rat death that's a cool name for a weapon now cornflower where is little cornflower a young field mouse came she stood by the abbot waiting upon his word there you are dear cornflower cornflower <laughs> you all right the abbot smiled i think he's uh, getting hungry <laughs> a warrior needs a good wife <laughs> You are the beauty that will grace Redwall and rule the heart of Arbatius. Your gatehouse will be extended into a proper home. What is this, an arranged marriage? Is that what I'm hearing? It belongs to you both. Guard our threshold wisely and well. They're just teaming up. Mm. No need for romance. Not now. There were no words to express the feelings of Matthias and Cornflower. They could feel the joy and pride singing from their hearts. The abbot looked up at Constance. And you, my oldest friend, do me one last service. Lift my head a little and I will tell you what my feeling eyes can see before I leave you. You got a boner and I'll never forget it. It's unsightly. Obediently, the badger raised the abbot's head. Ah, oh, yes, I see the most beautiful summer morning of my life. The friends I know and love are all about me. Redwall, our home is safe. The sun shines warmly upon us. Nature is ready to yield her bounty again in plenty this autumn. I have seen it all before many times, and yet I never cease to wonder. Life is good, my friends. I leave it to you. Hell yeah, they're gonna eat. Yada yada yada. Do not be sad, for mine is a peaceful rest. All right. Thus did Mortimer, the father abbot of Redwall, die. Bye. <laughs> is that the end? Yeah. There's an epilogue, but I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, that's fine. Well, there's Mortimer, like a, a million more books. There's Mortimer more books. kicked the old bucket, huh? So, Austin, what'd you think? Pretty cool. Nice. Pretty cool universe, stuff, huh? I wanted some more violence from Matthias, but All I'm right. pleased. Listen, I was introduced to him slapping rats with a big old branch. Ah, you were introduced to him just uh, falling over his flippy flops. You're right. He was falling over flip flops. He went from falling over flip flops to big kicking ass, dude. Full of hazelnuts. And then You're he right. went to taking names. Yeah, he was. literally he was naming his weapon. No, it was good. I liked it. I definitely get the appeal. And uh, the rats are a, a formidable foe. I liked what I heard. I think I could get into the second book in the series. What's that called? Blue Wall? Green Wall? Brown Wall? I'm a big fan. All right, let's see who we cast in this freaking movie. Is it going to be? Okay. It's like just voice acting, you know? Yeah, Michael J. Fox is all the mice. <laughs> okay who's all the rats um, um, I'll tell you who actually who? that bald man with the mustache who's the bad guy in Richie Rich and pretty much every bad guy role in the 90s I mean okay I don't have a name for you but yeah I get what you're putting down he was like the human embodiment right. of the 
bad guy in the goofy cartoons. <laughs> oh, Brutus or whatever. What's yeah. his name? All right, but for real. Okay, Matthias, who are we thinking? I'm thinking Luke Wilson. Okay. He's got a good mouse voice. Or an Owen. I don't know if I see it. Maybe. Definitely a Wilson vibe. Owen or Luke. Leaning towards Luke. Who else we got? In this? Father Abbott. Father Abbott. That's uh, Ian McKellen. Ooh. Oh, I was going to go John Lithgow, but I like Ian McKellen. All right. I actually had Ian McKellen tickling my tongue uh, before you said it. Wow. All right. That came out uh, in a strange way. Uh-huh. Is that what you said to Ian McKellen? Well, what else <laughs> we got? Who else? <laughs> Sorry. You got Clooney the rat. Oh, George Clooney. Oh, clearly. for sure. He would be a great villain. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I think you have a ferret in there. Yeah. Also oh. bad. That is played by Steve Buscemi. John Malkovich. John Malkovich. Pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got but, a fox. Also oh, bad. A fox. Dylan McDermott. Yeah. Or Dilmet Mulroney. Oh, dual role. No one knows Combine who the which is which. Yeah. All right. I can see all this. I think it makes a good cast. Uh, who's directing? Oh. Who directed Homeward Bound? Nobody. Then that's it. <laughs> Alan Smithy. Empty chair. Mm-hmm. I think the dogs directed it. It's, you could tell. All right. Great. Is that the end of it? Did we do it? Yeah, that's a great one. It's lovely. Thank you. Okay, well, hey, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. Thanks to Chris Lingus for our work. Thanks to you for listening. You know the drill. Just thanks give to it. Shane on the soundboard. Honestly, Shane, you kind of killed it on the soundboard today. Made me regain faith in the whole concept of the soundboard. Thanks to, uh, I don't know, my mom and dad. They never get deep. Thanks to God, the man upstairs. What do you guys think about that, huh? Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. You ever read the good book? We'll save that for another episode. Just do whatever you want. All right. That's the end. You can find us online and just come to the Discord and tell us how bad this episode was. We never went to, we never got on this sound. There you go. Oh, terrific. It's about time. Is that the one you were waiting to drop? Yeah. Okay. Anything else in there that strikes your fancy? Oh, your favorite. Let's just play this out. Thanks, everybody. Have a great evening. We love you. Way off.